Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com, the Concealed Carry Community's number one resource for training, education, and concealed carry weapon law information. Check out their Reciprocity Map Builder Tool where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. ConcealedCarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. ConcealedCarry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads, available for Apple and Android devices. We are here at the NRA annual meetings. We are at a booth sponsored by Stealth Gear this episode, this time. Sponsored by Stealth Gear USA. Jeez, I totally botched that. Thank you, Stealth Gear. It's been a morning. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a morning. I mean, like, so we're here at the 2018 NRA annual meetings. And this has been a pretty exciting day so far. We had the Women's Leadership Forum luncheon, which was fantastic. Um, It's the time that we get to meet and see all of our friends. Right. It's, like it's a basically like reunion. a mini version of SHOT, I would say. I would say like a, a little mini SHOT show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because we're not actually having meetings. Like it's called the NRA annual meetings, but it's, it's like, like a convention. It's like a convention. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like you hear what's going on in the right. Second Amendment world. You For hear sure. what's going on in the news and the media. And then you also get a chance to come see all the really cool products. Yeah. So if you're in the Dallas area and you want to come and, you know, yeah. see what's going on. And you hear this podcast before the NRA meeting's <laughs> over with, <laughs> you can come and stop by. So, all right. Well, you all just heard a third voice on the podcast with us. We are so excited because we have our dear friend. Uh, you've probably seen her beautiful face on Fox News. We yes. know you have seen her face uh, gracing the stages all across the world with the Pussycat Dolls. We have Miss Gorgeous Aww. Kaya Jones with us hey, today. Hey, how are you? Hi, how Kaya. You? By the way, you can't see these lovely ladies, but they look fierce. Oh, please. Yes. Please. Emily, you are so, so put you. together. So you are so you. put together. Emily always No, I didn't. No, no, I had to do an outfit change. You're there, floral baby. Yeah, it was. Okay, it was. change out of the dress. Well, but you still it. look fantastic. And look at your shoes. She has these, like, beautiful studded flats on right now, which I know. just look She's amazing. She's so stylish. Yeah. Oh, they are Givenchy? Of course they are. Lovely. Okay, what so was fancy. the general consensus? <laughs> uh, what we all saw at the luncheon. What was what's basically like the women's NRA style for the luncheon that we just got floral. back from? A lot of freaking floral. A lot of floral. And I'm in floral. I'm yes, like floral. Had to tell you. Kaya, you were in, I changed. Yeah, you changed. Um, and then a lot of Chanel bags that I wouldn't mind borrowing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a rock star move, by the way, Kaya showing up in one outfit and already pulling like a change of uh, like the middle. Emily yeah. over here she changed too she's like let me go get a change on 
No, I wouldn't have been able to change if, you know, I didn't have all the stuff figured out beforehand. But still, I just couldn't be in a dress for the rest of the day. I just can't do it. I get it. I get it. Well, this is my one time to not wear athletic clothes. So I thought I'm going to relish the moment. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy heavy makeup on and my hair fix. And I'm going to wear a stinking dress today. So, Well, thank you. Kaya, this is like your first time to the NRA annual meetings. It's a lot of fun. And it's crazy. It's like a mini shot show. It is. Okay. Well, and that was your first shot show to go to, too, right? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize last time was your first shot. That's my awesome. First shot. Sweet. Yeah. Well, this has kind of been well, this is a my whirlwind first of a year for you, right? Jumping in. I mean, the Second Amendment world, the gun community, this is not This is not your normal world, right? No, it's not. But it's become my world lately. And I'm embracing all of the love I'm receiving from it, for sure. You are jumping, like, full on in. And oh, yeah. No, all. no. You have to. I mean, if you're for it, you just go. Yeah. Well, your background is the entertainment world, obviously. Yes. So, so many people always think that there's this huge disconnect between Hollywood and the gun culture, which is really funny because Hollywood actually makes all the movies about right, with that guns. highlight our, our firearms. Right. But you kind of come at this from a completely different angle. So tell us, tell our audience how this happened, how you got involved in the gun culture in the Second Amendment community, yeah. and kind of what your story is. Okay. Um, well, last year I came out as a conservative and a Trump supporter, and I didn't think that that was going to lead me to, you know, get such a warm welcome and kind of like a Kanye moment for the females saying like, hey, <laughs> like it's okay to be conservative and pro 2A and pro God and pro all that fun stuff. And then I got thrown into doing a lot of different commentary moments with Fox and some other outlets. And um, then Route 91 happened and Vegas is my hometown and I was on stage an hour before the shooting. And from there, I received ISIS death threats. And that's what led me to want to gun up. And so from there, I was like, I need a gun up, not gun down. You know, John Rich was on stage with us. When we were bunkered down, we had one handgun, seven rounds, and 70 people. And that's really not realistic with, you know, an assault rifle coming after you. Yeah. You got no chance. Right. So I was like, if this, if I ever make it out of this, like, this is not happening to me again. And so after the ISIS death threats, I had coordinated through Antonio Okafor and yourself to come out and do the training with Dom Rosso, yeah. yes. with Dynamis, in that which I met great, you, Emily. And, and uh, yeah, and so that's how I just kept doing more and more training and then doing my CCW training. And then we just did carry guard training. Um, so yeah, this is how it's all come about. And Live Zed has named me the number one celebrity pro Second Amendment. So now I'm like, well, I got to keep telling everybody, gun up. There I love that. Yeah. Everybody, gun up. <laughs> yeah. I think you've coined that phrase. I like it. You better gun up. You better gun up. Absolutely. Get your pink hair on and gun up. Yep. Gun up. Well, I love that, Kai, because honestly, like, I think you're spreading this message of that is very antithetical to what's going on with the other women's movements and the oh, yeah. other women's empowerment movements that's happening. Have you seen a shift in your own mind as far as what empowerment truly means to you? Oh, 100%. I mean, the girls that I met at the luncheon, like there were some young, young women that I was speaking with that were, you know, professional shooters and they're like 12 and 13 years old, um, you know, and different communities of women that that love shooting, not only for sports, some of them like hunting, some of them like it for empowerment. There's levels to this. And I think women being the fastest growing consumer of firearms, it's now becoming a stylish thing. It's you write a blog on it. You know what I mean? It's becoming a thing where women want to make it 
conform to them, not them to the gun. And right. so in that aspect, you have all these, your apparel lines very strong in this community. You have different designs of guns, you know, a rose gold gun that can match your nails. You yeah. were holding a gun today that matched your nails. It, it I clashed think a little bit. A little. <laughs> Every gun matches it wasn't my nails. Truly, it wasn't truly Tiffany blue, but it was close It enough, was pretty you know. close. The, I think the point is, is that women are now starting to find ways to identify with firearms and not this masculine, like, caveman way. Yeah. And so as that kind of broadens and gets bigger, in five years it'll be saturated, but right now it's not. And you can see that there's a lot of very strong, vocal women that are making a very, very big movement, not mm -hmm. just in the activist world or an advocate, but it, but in, you know, in, in the... Uh, in the making it interesting and fun and cool for women to want to get involved, yeah, which right. is exciting. Well, and I think also, too, it's interesting that, or at least for me, and I don't know about, about you, Kai, but unless you started entering into the world of firearms or the Second Amendment, you, you're kind of closed off. You don't realize there's a lot more women who are all about it, all about being pro-gun, all about yeah. the right to defend yourself, that there once is. you come to... You know, conventions like this, or even go to women's training classes where you meet other women, you find that there are that, that our crew of women yeah. is growing oh. so big. Oh, yeah. And like, we're all just so happy to support each other and help each other and like, yeah, direct Which each is a other very different kind of setting to be in with all these women. Is Correct. that usually when you're in a, you know, I came from a girl group where girls were very not supportive of one another. And it's interesting to be with such a, empowering machinery mm -hmm. of things that you're around and the women and the camaraderie is so loving right that it's actually like is this really happening like yeah. for real like all of these women are cheering each other on like and 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 through every training i've met consistently incredibly talented and skillful women that have such humble hearts mm -hmm. so it's really beautiful I want to talk about y'all's training a little bit because I think it's so important mm. that as as we talk, you know, a lot of people in our audience mm. may not own a firearm yet. Maybe they yeah. might be considering getting a firearm for personal protection. And we like to talk a lot about once that's the, the decision that you make, what's the next step? Where do you go, go from after, there? Where do you go from there? Yeah. When did you get your license to carry? Oh, it's actually coming. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. So you just applied and went through the I whole applied, process. I applied and went through the training. It's a 90-day in Nevada. Okay. You have to wait 90 days. My training I did in November, and I submitted the paperwork at the beginning of this year. So it should be here in Does Nevada moment. require you to do a separate training to get your permit? Uh, yes, for your CCW. Okay. Um, but your car, you can, you don't have to have a carry conceal for Nevada. You can actually have a uh, ex car as extension of the home. So you don't necessarily need a permit for your vehicle. Okay. Um, but they're going to try and overturn that, which is why we have to keep our state red. Wow. I didn't realize they were trying to do that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's important. So for any of you that live in Nevada, just know what's going on with your legislation. Know what's going on. They're yeah. coming after it. They're coming after it. So, okay. Some of the biggest takeaways for you, though, you, you get into, was the training with Dynamis your first training that you had gone to? Yes. Other than shooting in Iraq with military, I hadn't done any training. No, no, no. So situationally and as far as learning the techniques and... Brand new. Brand new. Wow. Well, walk us through that. Tell us kind of what the biggest takeaways so were for amazing. you. That was so amazing. That was amazing. It became like just 
I, 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 my biggest takeaway was I wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> I think Give me we more. all had that takeaway. Yeah. Give me more. I want more. I want to do this every day. Every I don't want to have a job anymore. I just want to do training. I just, just want to train and yeah. go over and over again and like become a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you went from Dynamis and then now you just got done with the NRA carry guard training. Um, that was intense too. It was intense. What was so intense about it? Um, it was precision. It was getting your precision correct. And of course the basics, drilling the basics so you don't forget them because we do sometimes. And they're so fundamentally important. So it was good to have that reminder. And we just did the scenario uh, filming. So that was really interesting because I did that uh, yesterday. Yeah. Or was it yesterday? Yes. Scenario training. Tell us what you mean. So they put me in a scenario and I had to see if I could get out of it. And we will see on main stage tomorrow if I can or I can't. All right. Well, a part of that, too, also was built upon that training that we did at Carry Guard. So they little had, bit. They had set up little these, little bit, like, but I wish I had more. Well, right. <laughs> but they had set up these lifelike, realistic situations. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. That yes, they did. They would then put us in with a concealed weapon, and we would have to react in whatever way that we felt was applicable to the assailant coming after us and, and whatever. So... That kind of that's kind of scenario scary. Yeah, that's like high intensity. Yeah. Oh, I liked it. Oh, wow. oh, it's awesome. But they bring like a cop. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're going to show the whole nine. So they, you have to talk to a cop. You have to give your name and info. It's like a whole thing. So do you really feel, okay, now, obviously, like I've never been in a situation where I've had to pull my fire. Yeah, the cop thought I was guilty right off the bat. <laughs> and I'll tell you, right. Well, because I said, I can't lie. He asked my name. I gave him my name. And I was really shaken up. And I said, um, I invoked my rights. And he said, what rights? And I said, to not speak. And he's like, well, right away, I feel like you're guilty. And I'm like, well, better than you than 12. So, yeah. That was pretty much. <laughs> did they teach you what to say? So with the NRA Carry Guard courses, did they teach you what to say after you have had to pull your firearm if a situation were to arise? I mean, did yeah, they help walk say. you through that stuff? Well, no, like not during the thing, but they were you, very, they had the videos they, we had to right, watch. They had videos that we had to watch ahead of time, and they were not um, real specific, but in terms of just like make sure that someone's calling the cops and that you don't really want to tell them that you're armed, but you want to say the bad guy mm -hmm. is in all black or in red pants, and yeah. I am the good guy, and the good guy's wearing jeans and a t-shirt in, like, that situation. <laughs> don't get them confused. Right. Please don't confuse and us. And what was interesting, I don't know if you picked up on it during your scenario, but like one of the things was, was that once we, uh, I guess, drew our weapon during the scenario and got the assailant, we were to call 911. And yes. instinctually, yeah. I, in, in my scenario, went to just call them myself. Yeah. When, like, in watching the other scenarios, other people were, like, telling, like, in, in that scenario, another patron in whatever, yeah. wherever we were, to be like, call, have them call 911. Yeah, and I grabbed the phone from the girl in the 911 seat because I was right. like, I can't take this shit. <laughs> no, I just pulled it out. I just pulled one out of my pocket. I'm like, 911. I'm like, oh, wait, I should have somebody were, else do this. No, because you know what? Believe it or not, that person may end up putting you under the bus. Like, he shot, she shot right. somebody. That's true. I never really thought about oh, that. that. One of the, the the scenario towards the end when we did the cars, yes. they had someone else calling. Yeah. And they were like, and there, was, there was a scenario somebody. where it was a husband and wife, and the, and the wife was the good the good girl and, and, and pulling her gun to help a situation. But the husband's calling 901, and it's like, my wife's got a gun, too. And oh, like no. in that, right. and in that scene, that's like really bad. So actually, you're supposed to scream over the caller if the caller is not correct. 
But I think huh. the, the lesson is so that you in get terms the truth of, on the record and you let that tape continue. You right. keep your phone going. But the lesson in terms of if you have if you had to draw your weapon and the cops are coming if to conceal your weapon again. Yeah, sure. Unless you need to be holding him her down for whatever reason, but like put your weapon back. In That's your a really great takeoff. This seems like a really good training. It I was really, very good. I need to, I need to go through some kind of training like that because that's amazing. No, you would just love it. You'd be like, ah! I would love it. I would get very intense with it. Okay, you were, you so. were vicariously there. Uh, I did. I felt like it. Y'all wore my jackets and pants, and I really appreciate I mean, it because y'all looked amazing out there on the range. Team Alexa was this was a major that, Team and Alexa, and I could not thank you all enough for for sporting and representing and just looking super hot out there at the range. Well, you're so. also there because we were meeting up with you for dinner every night. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's hilarious. Okay, so before you became this amazing, outspoken Second Amendment advocate, yes. um, tell us what you're doing. Tell the audience a little bit more about your background and what all oh. you were involved. Involved in because as you know this is called not your average gun, gun girl. girl and I think uh, oh. what does being a non-average gun girl mean to you? Well, it's coming from every walk of life, right? So you didn't just come from a gun family or a gun world. You came from you know uh, being abused or being um, mistreated or feeling that like you didn't have power in your life in some way. And so by learning a firearm and learning the rules to a firearm. There's so much that goes into a firearm from cleaning it to making sure that it's registered to making sure that you have a CCW to taking courses to teach you so that you understand every bullet that leaves that chamber you're responsible of. And, and that's a big responsibility. So it's not just, oh, it looks cute and it matches my outfit and, you know, it's an accessory. It's like, it's, it's a lifestyle change yeah. because you now actually have to understand what that means. So for me, coming from entertainment, being abused in the entertainment world, being abused as a child, not feeling empowered, constantly depending on men that then never really protected me, I felt that after getting ISIS death threats and FBI, you know, basically not doing nothing, yeah. um, how was I going to protect myself? And so I don't ever want to have to pull my firearm. I hope I never have to, mm -hmm. other than at the range and having fun with my training that we've all done. Um, but if I ever am forced to have to do that and it's my life mm -hmm. that depends on it, I want to make sure that I know all of the rules and I know that I have the best odds because it doesn't guarantee you're going to get out of it, right? Yeah. It, it just gives you a fighting chance. Right. Yeah, at least you have so, an option. Like, I would rather uh, yeah. have the option than not have the option. And Yeah, it's better to have it, not need it, right. than need it, not have it. So, exactly, exactly. Case in point. Was mm -hmm. that kind of your aha moment with when the ISIS stuff started happening and then you realized, like, nobody yes. else is here to protect me? Was that your aha moment oh, that, like, I only have moment. myself? It was, <laughs> yes, it was a horrible moment. Like, I, I have felt... I have always felt not really safe, I think, as a woman, because if you've been attacked or if you've, you know, gone through abuse, which I have, you don't really always feel safe as a female because you know that we are raped, robbed, trafficked. We are the ones that are the weaker in the sexes when it comes to fighting hand to hand. I mean, guys know this and not to say you can't learn. But it's not something every woman just walks around and is a ninja. We yeah. know that, okay? I mean, that so takes dedicated It takes dedication. Training. And women that become We don't military. have time for it. Right. 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 A, lot of, a lot of women are mothers, um, and their business, you know, is comes first. So they're married to their, you know, their company. Yeah. And um, 
You know, they, they don't have any way of protecting themselves. They don't take a Krav Maga cross or they, they don't know hand to hand. They don't carry a knife. You know, some women will carry pepper spray and they think that that suffice. I yeah. mean, end result was, is here I was with these ISIS death threats and nobody really could help me. And FBI was like, yeah, you know, well, we'll ask for a subpoena and we'll see if we can get the records from where all these came from. And it was just kind of like, well, if and when. And so just, you know, be careful. Well, I think that's a, that's a good lesson for all of us. I mean, like when you, when seconds matter, like when it really comes down to this could actually happen to you, really, in all reality, how far away is help? I mean, how far away is the law enforcement? We're happy that they're there. We're thankful for the service that they give. Correct. But ultimately, you got seconds and they're minutes away or hours or yeah. days or years with the FBI. I mean, like you really, at the end of the day, kind of realize very quickly when you're alone, who do you have to depend on? Yeah. In the in the entertainment industry, what kind of protection did were you provided? Did you have like security with oh, you? Oh yeah, guys? there's always someone that protects you. And I think that's what's so insane with a lot of the entertainers in this business. Like they are anti-gun, except every guy that protects them in every right. single award show, there's AKs, there's SWAT, there's security. Right. And again, you're depending on these outside companies to protect you when at the end of the day, you know, are, are we forgetting that John Lennon was shot in the face yeah. when he was coming home? Had he had a firearm, maybe he would have had a fighting chance. Yeah. But you know, it's this whole, I want to be closer to my fans and I just depend on security guards. Well, that's expensive. Right. And not everyone can depend mm-hmm. on that. Average American can't afford right. a private no. security guard to walk around with right. them constantly. And that's unrealistic. Yeah. And so there is something about taking that power and knowing that, like, if something is to go on, I know how to remove a gun from a guy's hand. I know how to fight with a knife. I know how to, you know, when it comes to flanking, when it comes to any of those things that mm-hmm. you learn how to do in tactical training, that's exciting to know that you get that much more edge on your attacker. And with the training we did, the, you know, you remember, I mean, there were five guys that attacked us at one point, which yeah. was like insane. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of starts to make you feel really strong that if, if God forbid, you're in a situation, you are that much more ready. Because before, I was not ready. Mm-hmm. And I may have thought like, oh, I could take a guy and I can fight and I know a little bit of karate and I'm okay. No, you're not. You need to learn that much more. And even when you think you've learned enough, you need to learn even Keep more. Keep learning right, more. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I want to get in. We have a few minutes left. Uh, one of our favorite traditions when we show up at the SHOT Show at NRA Annual Meeting is we got to know what your beauty regimen was to get ready oh. for the NRA Annual Meetings. I am noticing some fabulous fingernails. <gasps> Thank you. First and foremost. These are press-ons. Oh, no. seriously? Uh, these out. are press-ons? These are press-ons. I did them in the This bed. is like a holographic peach iridescent peach yeah. pink. With no, like they're this all Can you sparkle? load a magazine with those? Oh, my God. Where they my, pop my off? Well, you know, that's why I do the press-ons, because I can take them off <laughs> when I want to shoot and get them back on when I need to look pretty. Um, yeah, what else, you did, know you do? What else did you do to get ready for, for What NRA? else did I do? I spray tanned with Neutrogena in my bathroom. <laughs> Um, uh, Wait, what? Neutrogena spray tan? Yeah. What, no, I mean, like, what? I don't know what that is. Like regular Neutrogena spray tan. Like from a they bottle. Make like a, from CBS. They make, like, an aerosol Most of my spray beauty, tan? I was going to ask how your legs are so tan because Most I, of my beauty regimens people think are hilarious because they all are at your local pharmacy. Yeah, this no, hair. No, which is fine, but I, I just, I didn't realize that Neutrogena made, like, a spray aerosol tan. spray tan. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and I just get, like, and the deep dark, and I just get spray my stuff. 
And then I use L'Oreal and Revlon on my eyes and make sure that they're all sparkly. She is the glitter diva. Like that is Kaya Jones right there. She goes nowhere without amazing, perfectly done glitter makeup, fabulous lashes, and this beautiful, big, bold head of hair, pink hair. Pink hair. I call it the beacon. When we're here, I'm like, look for the beacon. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, where are you? What number? What booth? I'm just Just look for the beacon. Look for the beacon. Look for the pink hair. Like, Ian, what's so funny is I'm so tall and then I wear these huge heels. Right. And then the pink hair, we can find you easily. I love it. That makes it easy. Okay. I also have a quick question too. We're here at the Stealth Gear booth and this is at Emily's uh, doing because you love the Stealth Gear I do love the Stealth Gear. I do love their holsters. They actually were one of the very first holsters I have ever purchased when I first got my What do you HKVP love about them? I love that, that they're hybrid, that the backing is a padded material, so it's really comfortable, breathable. It kind of molds to your body a little bit. Really? So let's see. You've got a moldable, breathable pouch on the inside and then a Kydex on holster the on the yep. outside. <gasps> so this is what I used at um, Carry Guard. But okay, mine, mine was the urban, urban camo one. I need so one So I used the outside I the waistband one, one during Carry Guard training. Okay. Awesome. And then they have an inside the waistband and then they have one an as the waistband well. One. We got to talk. Fantastic. I, need one of those. I love it. These look awesome. And I really like, I know I, I need I need to test this out too. I don't know how this is going to work in my dress right now, but we need to figure out a way to. I want one of these. Hey, Texas, so Texas is an open carry state. So, yeah. you know, I could put I'm like a belt on and maybe some kind of outside the waistband no, holster. But yeah, but I've been using I'm these not. from the beginning and I love them. And you like, love them. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's, like they're so comfortable. They're good in the summer. They don't look bulky either. And you can still very nicely. My jeans are always a bit snug. A bit snug. Even when I put these in, it's just, you know, I'm good to go. Well, I love it. Well, thank you, Stealth Gear, yeah. and everyone who allowed us to come and sit at this booth. Uh, we just really appreciate your support and everything that you guys are doing for the Second Amendment community, especially for women. You are making some fantastic products that we can all get on board with. So thank you very much for letting us join you. Kaya Jones, thank Thanks you so having, much. Thank you for having us. We appreciate you, you spending time I know with you us. You're about to have a very uh, sexy friend of ours. Vegas Gun Girl is going to be with yeah, you guys we're very, very excited shortly. About we're that. about to talk right after this. You guys will hear this next episode next week but we have got some amazing women lined up i mean you're coming to see us vegas gun girls coming to see us um we got gosh, some we got professional competition shooters competition tomorrow. shooters the yeah, girls that started be, gun cult magazine i mean you it's gonna be a jam-packed weekend it's gonna be awesome jam-packed you ladies are not gonna want to miss yeah, the upcoming episode so. you have too many amazing women oh don't worry we've got this thing lined up for the next like several months so Good. we're we're happy I think to it's knock gonna these go out up faster here. than you think <laughs> no it probably will so but true, so true hey really quick do you have your eye on anything that you need to go check out while you're here at the annual meetings? Oh, I, I really want to see the Springfield Saint that I was shooting. A friend of mine has it, so I want to check that out. I definitely want to take a look at the 911 that they have because I haven't shot that yet. And uh, oh, the NRA VR, they have a VR thing that kind of looks yes. cool. Yeah, I'm going to go over there at the end Maybe of this. check yeah. out SIG because I know SIG has. Uh, well, I, I've already shot with their suppressors and stuff, but I, I like uh, the We Are the People. That's a really good gun. It's a or we the people. Sorry. Um, and then I'm going to go run around and try and tape some stuff for Fox right now. That's right. Awesome. Ooh, okay, so we got to we gotta say goodbye to you because yep. you got to go hit Waters World, go see Fox News. Um, so everybody, don't forget to go and like and subscribe on iTunes to Not Your Average Gun Girls. Please go follow st- at Style Me Tactical on Instagram, at Alexa Athletica, at Kaya Jones. 
at the Amy Robbins. Go follow all of us. Um, hit us up if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this podcast. We love interacting with you guys. And we look forward to hearing all of the, just all your comments that you have for us. Yeah, we'll see you guys, you guys next, next, next week. Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.